If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, a.k.a. The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. If you're in a relationship with a man, make sure he knows this. What a fucking just stud he is what an just absolute hottie someone that you look at and turns you on and makes you wet makes you want to jump their bones i'm meeting some really nice couples some attractive couples and some couples that i'm finding you know and just like genuinely finding myself attracted to both which is what i always wanted i'm selfish and greedy and i want all the attention on me and she can definitely do that to me one of the things i would love to do is doing the reverse cowgirl with some gal just going to town on my clit, licking it, sucking it. That gets me so fucking hot. I'm outing myself on my ratty old sex toys. I'm kidding. It's like, it's the equivalent of granny panties. I gotta get rid of this. This is shameful. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Happy Saturday. Happy New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. Here we go, guys. Another trip around the sun. How many of you make lists? Do you guys like do a postmortem on your life at the end of the year and start to think about what you want to change and how you'd like to move forward and all that stuff? I do. It's just in my nature. I kind of do it naturally all the time. But I do think about it at the end of the year. I'm not so heavy on, I don't get to the end of the year and go, okay, I need to completely overhaul things. Everything is a total shit show. It needs a complete update because I'm really good at just doing that throughout the year. I'm good at paying attention to what's, well, relatively good, let me say, at paying attention to kind of what's working, what's not, what I like putting myself in the right scenarios to discover new things and what's hot for me and what's not. But it's been, it has, it's a long process and it's something that I do naturally just throughout the year. I'm always sort of looking to improve, but definitely I do get 
the end of the year is a great time marker, right? So that you can look and see, okay, if you don't do that throughout the year, you can do it now. So I'm curious how many of people are doing that right now. Speaking of that, I decided that this last episode of the year is going to be more of a look back, kind of a then versus now, because I'm curious to make notes of what has changed and what hasn't. You know how some things change, some things stay the same, but with your sexuality, that's kind of different. It's always so fascinating for me personally, just to be tracking my sex life and how things have really, I mean, dramatically changed and blossomed in the past six years. You know, this will be the end of the first six years, starting the seventh and really excited about it. But I always like to look back and see where I've been. So this episode is actually just going to be a compilation of season one. (laughs) And then I'm going to comment on it. So the first episode I want to start with is, it's what I, this is actually episode one, the first episode I ever did. And this is back in 2016, I think December 19th to be exact. It's a short episode. So I'm going to throw the whole thing in there for you to listen to. Please, please just forgive the poor audio, the everything, the everything about this that's rough. (laughs) The facts are still the facts though, guys. And this is such a perfect episode to start with. I think it's what I love about a man. I love that I started this whole podcast with talking about just my absolute desire and lust and all the things that are so fucking hot and sexy about men. I mean, you guys are amazing. You are awesome creatures. This is why I had to start with this and go back to it rather. And this is why I started out with it in the first place, because this whole thing, really, this whole podcast, this whole journey, I think is really about my just sheer, what do I want to call it? I want to say enamoredness. <laughs> That's even a word. Just, yeah, just my sheer love, respect, lust, craving, desire, want, need, drive for men. I just love you guys. You are, well, you're the yin to my yang. Let's face it. I mean, you're so sexy and I just, and you're hot. And I want men to know this. They should know this. And women, if you're in a relationship with a man, make sure he knows this. What a fucking just stud he is. What an just absolute hottie. Someone that you look at and turns you on and makes you wet, makes you want to jump their bones. Everything. I mean, just masculine, all things masculine. I've just love. And that hasn't changed. I love listening to this episode and going, I could have said that today. Like that has not changed. That's the fun part. That part of it No, it's still all about you hot, sexy men for me. I love you guys. And, you know, this is even before all of this 
you know, I think that people are throwing around the term toxic masculinity, which I just can't even stand hearing. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you saying? You want to turn these awesome men into pussies? You want to demasculate them? Make them feel like women? I mean, what? I don't get it. What is the point in this? Like, what is the point for that? Like, why would you want to do that? Everybody can be an asshole. There's assholes in every bunch. There's women can be assholes and men can be assholes. But the things that make us identifiable are sexual traits, the things that are the yin to our yang. We need to make sure that we're not putting those down. We need to be very careful about how we handle that stuff. You need to, you should be more uplifting to your partner if he's a man than dragging him down and rip it on him about what he doesn't do or have or any of that stuff. Remember, it's just, this is your partner. Support him and he'll support you. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It's short. Give it a listen. You know, I would say when I look at this, the only thing that I probably tweaked a little bit, and here's an announcement, guys, you don't know this. The one thing I am tweaking a little bit this year, I'm going into the 2023 with, I'm going to be a little more liberal on my height requirement only because I just need to know. I just need to know. And there is a point where that physical dominance for me, just it's a panty, it's a fucking panty dropper. Like I, there's, it's an energy, it's a vibe There's something about it, like a man that's bigger than me, I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'm going to see how much that really stands true. I'm just going to test it. I'm going to go into this year and I'm going to test it, guys. So I'm going to get a little more liberal. I'm lowering my height requirement (laughs) just a little bit, not a lot. Like I still can't do shorter than me. I just had somebody the other day that was asking me about that. And they were like, 5'9". And this guy was hot. I mean, oh my God. So, so hot. And for most women who are the average height, I think women, females, I learned this in year one too, by the way, was 5'6". I think I lost a bet over that actually. But because I thought it was taller. I thought it was like 5'8". I don't know why. Because I just assume I'm taller. I'm tall and 5'10". I just assume everybody's, you know, it's a tall girl with a tall girl brain. I mean, I'm like, just think like that. But it turns out five, six. So, you know, for most women and this five, nine guy, this this is going to work, but I can't go shorter. That I know. So that's not going to happen. But yeah. All right. So here is, and again, it's the other thing about this episode that's so interesting is this, this is me talking before I knew I was submissive. And I can hear how strongly I'm just drawn to this mentality and this thought and this thinking. And I didn't know why. That's the funny part. Like I didn't yet know that I was submissive being trying BDSM was on my bucket list. Hadn't done it yet. Was curious about it. Was trying to definitely source some potentials. And now it just, it's like so much makes sense now that I've done this so, so much. But anyway, here it is, guys. Give it a listen. And 
you can uh, let me know what you think. Okay. So let's talk about what I love about a man. Oh my gosh. Where do I start? Okay. This, you men, you're just so delicious. Let me just start with that. Like, I fucking love you guys. I love men. Ugh, their bodies, their strength, just everything. But just so I can like keep my thoughts collected here, let me start at the beginning. Let me start about I mean, let me start with why I have a certain physical type. I'm tall. And um while I'm slim, I've always been tall. And so I say that I suffer from TGS, which is tall girl syndrome. And tall girl syndrome is no matter how slim I am, as tall as I am, I always kind of feel big. You know, it's just something in my head, right? Where I, I don't want to feel big. I want to feel tiny and petite and, you know, like I can be manhandled and snapped like a little twig when in reality, you know, I'm tall and lean and, you know, it's, um, I'm not five, two. So I'll never feel like this tiny little petite spinner unless I have a tall, physically strong guy. So that tends to be my type. Kind of like, you know, six, I would say six, two and above is six, six, two to six, five. That's like my ideal. I mean, six, five is probably my ideal height. That's perfect. I can put my heels on, you know, my, all my expensive heels are four inches. So you put that on 510 and boop, you know, you're right up there. Now I want to put in a caveat to that because it's not always about, sometimes it's about, there's definitely some men that have, and it's their, their physical presence is imposing and it's just, there's something about them. So it's not a steadfast rule, but generally speaking, if you lined up a lot of the guys over the years that I've dated or, you know, had relationships with, what have you, they're going to look they have a similar look. Okay. Off that. Now, but so I love a bigger guy. I love, I love a tall, you know, hunk of a man with, you know, that, that outweighs me (laughs) a lot. Uh, so that I can feel like I love the weight of a man's body on me. Oh, fuck. That turns me on just when he's on top of you that like, you just know, Oh, this is a man. I love the size of their shoulders and chiseled abs and and hands. I just have this thing about a man's hands. First of all, I love those hands all over me, touching me and making me feel good and sometimes soft and sometimes strong. But I don't know what it like. I just love a man's hands. You know, when guys send, you know, selfies and in the mirror and you can see them holding the phone, I'm always drawn right to the hands. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a kink uh, or a fetish. I'm not sure. I need to put me on a little help with um, discerning that. But yeah, definitely. I love, you know, a man's hands. I like, um, I like when a man just kind of you know, grabs you and you feel how strong he is and not in a, not in a super aggressive way, but you know, again, it's just 
the masculine energy to me is just such a fucking turn on. Like when I'm looking at a tall man who's in great shape, who takes care of himself, I can't help it. I mean, I just get so fucking turned on. I love men's voices. I love how they're protective of women. You know, how, how a man makes me just feel so feminine and so fucking sexy, you know, like, Oh, men and women's bodies were really, you know, their energy, you know, the yin and the yang and all that. They're just so uniquely designed for each other. And that's not to say that's, you know, that there's not that same dynamic and energy between, um, same sex couples in any way. Just that, you know, for me, oh my gosh, nothing, nothing, you know, gets me going than a, more than a, just a sexy, tall, in shape, well-built hunk of a man. I'm just like, get over here and get on me or let me get on you. I know what to do with that body. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting myself all worked up here. I'm going to have to <laughs> find an outlet for this when I'm done. But I love like, you know, I love really broad shoulders and chiseled arms and I want to be in those arms. And I just kind of, like I said earlier, I love the the fact that, you know, like this, a man is strong and physically, you know, they're strong and that they could just have their way with you if they wanted, but they can also provide you the softness and comfort that you need to because you feel safe and cared for and oh it's the best i think i think snuggling after a, after an aggressive sex session is hot <laughs> going from one extreme to the other hot so anyway that's what i love about men and i guess it was i focused on the physical mostly but yeah, that's kind of what I'm here to do, right? Focus on the physical for now. Anyway, there you have it. All right, guys, what did you think of that? Can you believe that's just, that was over, yeah, oh, oh, six years ago. I mean, oh, crazy. So crazy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, here's my, <laughs> here's my next pick from year one. My, this is actually episode number two. My second episode I ever did. This was my sexual bucket list. I'm going to play this whole episode for you, but it's funny that the first thing I start with is my male, female, female. 
And of course, the sad part about this is I still haven't done that. But guys, when you hear this, it's likely there is a probability by the time this airs that I will have busted through that. Now, I don't know. I'm very, very close. For the first time, I'm excited and giddy about meeting couples and I'm really just enjoying it. It's just something totally different. And it's, I think it's the newness and all that that's really got me interested and excited. And it's something I've, you know, wanted to do for obviously, hello, forever. But I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm meeting some really nice couples, some attractive couples and some couples that I'm finding, you know, I'm just like genuinely finding myself attracted to both, which is what I always wanted. So that is happening. I also mentioned kind of some things in this episode that make that where I'm talking about being a switch. I don't know if I'm, you know, I really kind of thought like that I could play both sides of the fence with my, that like I could be dominant and submissive. And now what I've really realized is that I could do the dominant thing with someone as a role play. And that would be fun. And I have that in me. It's maybe 10% of me, but really 90% is, as I've discovered, is way more comfortable with the submissive side, the guy doing, you know, being the leader in the bedroom, doing the heavy lifting, all that stuff. I just really enjoy it. I get to be more feminine. I just get to, I mean, I love getting fucked. I mean, it's so much fun to get fucked and fucked well that I just don't even want to, I don't want to try to compete with a man to do that. I can, when I'm, when I'm in the submissive role and we come together, then it's like we're jiving and everything that we're creating together is perfect symmetry. Doing it the other way where I would be the dominant and the man would be submissive is just, It'd be a role play. Like I said, I could do it for fun. I could totally get into it. There's times where I could get into it. And it took me, I think, a long time to realize that, that that's just one of the things that as I've gone along and documented all this stuff and put it out there and I go back and I listen to it and I realize, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know back then. Now I can look back on it and I, the struggling part makes sense. I understand why I was like, almost confusing myself sometimes at times because I'm like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And a lot of these things were counterintuitive to each other. I just didn't realize that it would be hard for me, not saying it's hard for everybody, but hard for me to straddle both worlds evenly because my heart is more submissive than it is, than it wants to be dominant in a sexual scenario. That's one thing I didn't realize. I just thought naturally that stuff translated. And for the long, longest time, it was me being more dominant in the bedroom. And I couldn't understand why that wasn't as fulfilling to me or why the vanilla sex wasn't as fulfilling to me. I just just didn't know. I had all kinds of theories, but it, I really had to do all this and spend six years figuring it out. And I'm still figuring it out. So it's very interesting. Anyway, so here is my, this is episode two of the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. This is my sexual bucket list. So let's talk about my sexual bucket list. All right, when I started this, I just came up with 
some things that I definitely want to do and it's evolving along the way. So I want to say that it's kind of, uh, you know, it's growing and expanding and I'm going to probably find definitely new things that come to light already since I've started, you know, on this, on my sexual road trip, as I like to call it, I have been introduced to new things, new ideas, new concepts. I'm finding that different things that, I never really even kind of knew about or thought about or appealing to me. So I'm just going to go through some of those right now. But of course, you know, some of these are generic and a lot of people out there that have been sexually adventurous, (laughs) you know, they've they've blown through a lot of this stuff, but I'm a little new uh, out of the gate here with all this. So one of the things is definitely a threesome. And at first I thought it would just be, you know, male, female, male, female, right? I thought, okay, that that's kind of hot. Let me say that I think women are beautiful and sexy and I can appreciate a beautiful woman, but I'm not bisexual. I do not consider myself bisexual. I would kiss a girl, maybe, you know, even suck on her nipples. But I, right now at this point, I have no desire to go downtown. I do not want to go there. Um, That doesn't appeal to me. However, I'm selfish and greedy and I want all the attention on me and she can definitely do that to me. One of the things I would love to do is, you know, be doing the reverse cowgirl with some gal just going to town on my clit, licking it, sucking it. That gets me so fucking hot. So yes, it's a little one-sided, but um, as I'm understanding that, you know, there's There's people out there that are really into making someone their star, their center of attention. My preconceived idea is that, you know, it'd be great to be with a couple and, you know, I can come in, be the, the star and, and, and they can, you know, lavish all this attention on me. And then, you know, I can make it, we can have a really fun experience and then I can leave. So, um, that's kind of, those are my initial thoughts about the, female, male, female threesome. However, again, you know, I never say never. And, you know, that's probably subject to change. And hopefully as I get more into it and I have those experiences, I'm sure that will expand. Now, somebody brought it to my attention that the male or the female, male, female threesome is not the best for women. And here's why because women can go and go and go and have multiple orgasms. They don't need the downtime. And women do better in threesomes with two men, which of course (sighs) appeals to me. Hello, who, I mean, do I want two men just making me feel good and worshiping my body and getting me off? Abso-fucking-lutely. Like I'm getting wet right now just talking about it. So that is, is definitely on my radar. And that may be my first threesome experience ahead of the other one. Oh my gosh. I would absolutely love two guys just giving it to me. And of course that comes, what comes into play with that is the DP. And I'm totally down with that. It's something I absolutely want to experience. It's on the bucket list, but um, I am a little worried about the anal sex aspect only in that I haven't done it many times and 
I'm just worried about the fit. So I think it's going to take the right guys with the right size cocks. I mean, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ramrodded like the Lincoln Tunnel. I don't want, you know, I'm not built for uh, big porno dicks, although they definitely intrigue me. Um, I'm just not, I'm, you know, I'm tight. I like to, I want to keep it tight. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that. So that's something I'm going to have to, I'm a little tentative on, but you know, I know I can make it happen. So uh, maybe a little lube and uh, just kind of getting relaxed and going with it, but definitely that has to happen. So I'm, I'll be checking that off soon, I hope. The next thing I'm really wanting to do is be dominated. And I don't know how far, like, I know there's so many different aspects of that. I don't know all of them. I, what I really need to do is find some guys that are experienced at it and really know what they're doing, you know, that would take good care of me. I think I have a few guys kind of, I've zeroed in on a few of those, but I'd love to be restrained and spanked. Of course, the blindfolding. I would love to do that. I sort of have it in my mind that would be more of a, like a lacy blindfold, something I could sort of see through. I don't know why, but something about right now that in my, within my personal boundaries or something comes up for me when somebody says, I want to blindfold you. If I can't see what's going on, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. That would take a lot of trust. Maybe that's round two with this, with this Dom guy. I don't know. But, uh, Definitely want to go there. I, you know, shit, I'm, I'm masculine energy all day long in the business world. And there's a part of me that just doesn't like that because I'm not a man, I'm a woman. And I want to take that hat off. And the part that appeals, what appeals to me about this whole domination thing is just that complete surrender that you just have to go there. I'm not good at that. So I'm really looking forward to having that fun, sexy, hot experience. And especially with a guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah. I'm going to make that happen for sure. The other side of that though, is that, you know, I would be the dominant one and that's on my sexual bucket list. I mean, I got to tell you the thought of, you know, spanking some guy's butt with a riding crop and tying him up to the bed. And this is all light stuff, you know, and blindfolding him and just taking control. As I said, I already do that, you know, in my business life. And then, you know, I take that hat off, but it would actually be fun to apply that in a sexual manner. Cause I know I'd be damn fucking good at it. And I would definitely show a guy a good time. So that I could probably do in my sleep. <laughs> That's, that would come second nature to me. And that also leads into this whole other world that, you know, thanks to, I'll say thanks to Clark, you know, I've been kind of curious about and exploring and reading about the whole, you know, edging and female led relationships and the, you know, the tease and denial aspects of this, you know, if I'm in a dominant position and, 
you know, I mean, edging just turns me on like nobody's business. I love to get a guy just teased to the edge, you know, and it, it, where he's just dying to fucking come. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I don't know. It's up to me. I love the fact that I get to decide. And I'm not going to lie. All that power is fucking sexy. So I'm up for that. The next scenario, the next thing on my list is kind of the cuckold situation, which I think kind of, you know, sprouts off that female-led relationship type of thing. I don't know if I'd want to live my life like that, but again, there's some aspects and I need to explore it that are appealing to me. And maybe it's just because so much, you know, of what I, again, the obvious, you know, that I am, I am a type A, I'm very, you know, a go-getter. I don't have any problem being in control. And that's generally where, where I am. And it is nice to surrender that stuff for sure. But, um, it's also nice to go with what's familiar too. So I would absolutely love to have a guy have to watch me have, have sex with someone else. And, you know, if you're reading the posting, some of, some of the fantasies that I have, you know, about, and with certain guys that, you know, that would be up for that, you can see that I'm down. I'm, I'm ready to go that direction. Um, and I think it's hot that, you know, some, that another guy that likes me has to watch another, you know, dominant male fuck the shit out of me, you know, and, and just make me come and pleasure me and get me off. And, oh, that it does it for me. It really does. So Again, I don't know if I, you know, if that's, if that's going to be a mainstay for me, but exploring that is, is fun. The other thing I'd love, I'd love to do, and it's on my, again, I'm going to do it. Here's another item. The sex parties. I don't have an, you know, I don't have a, I don't know what I would and wouldn't do. And I think it'll probably be in the moment, but just, you know, just on the forefront of that. I'd love to go and just watch. I'd love to be a voyeur. I'd love to walk around. I have to find a guy that will go with me, a guy that I trust. And I, I wouldn't feel, I don't think I feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable going by myself as a single female, but I would love to go and watch and, you know, and then and get all turned on and maybe have sex there with, with the person I came with. And, you know, and if other people were, were watching that, I assume they would be fine. But Or then maybe, you know, as I'm walking around, maybe someone approaches me and they want to do something with me and that's okay. You know, and I feel, I'm feeling it. Yeah. And I go for it and I'm, and that other, and then the person that came with me is either participating or just watching. And then that would kind of scratch some other things off the list. Um, Some of these fantasies, I think there's going to be ways to kind of, the things I want to do, integrate a lot and get a lot scratched off. Um, But I definitely, you know, want to go to a sex party and, um, have that experience and just be around all that energy and, you know, and see what's going on. It's a, it's a huge turn on for me, the thought of it, especially watching other couples. I mean, really it's just like porn, but you know, you get to see it live and in person. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The next item, which I'm sure a lot of of women have, is I really want an interracial. I want to have be with a black guy. I've never been with a black guy. I'm so curious. I've had friends that have been with black men and they sing their praises. You know, they talk about what amazing lovers they are, how they're so attentive that, you know, they're great with their cocks. They're great at oral. You know, I'm, I'm really, really intrigued by it. You know, and it just feels kind of naughty. It feels kind of forbidden. It feels, you know, just like something you shouldn't do. And I, I know that, you know, we're past that day and age, but still, it's exciting because I've never done it. So it would be a new, a new frontier for me. And uh, oh my god, I'll tell you, some of those guys have fuck—they've got the biggest cocks. I mean, I you know, I'm sure that's you know, that's probably sounds stereotypical, but I've seen some of them. Jesus Christ! Now I don't know how those fit. I, you know, th- those would be too big. There's definitely been. In my life, guys, I've come across where I'm like, um, that's not going in me. And that was before I was as, as adventurous. I may try it now. I may say just the tip. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm willing to uh, relax into it and see what, what we can accomplish. The next thing is I would so love to know how to squirt. I I don't have a fucking clue about it. I, you know, I've done some reading about it. I need a guy, I need an experienced guy for this, someone who is a squirt expert, who knows what it takes, because I do not, first to admit it. And, um, but every time I've seen women squirting, it looks like, it looks amazing. It looks like they're so fucking turned on. And I also had someone though tell me like, you got to be careful because once, you know, once that starts, it's. You know, it's not like you turn it off. So it does appear a little messy, um, but I just want to see, I'm, I want to see if I can make it happen. And, and leading right into that, you know, on that note is I would love to see if I can have more G-spot orgasms. It's really difficult. Not, yeah, it's harder for me. Um, I can have a clitoral orgasm, no problem. Those are great and intense. I've had uh, G-spot and clitoral simultaneously that just fucking pops your head off. I've had a G-spot orgasm that lasted so long. I was laughing because it just kept going and going and going. I want to recreate that. And that guy had an amazing cock. Oh my God. I don't know where that guy is. He's in Canada. I should see if I could find him. Uh, I probably could. Anyway, but I'd love to have, get, get more focused on it. Cause you know, like when I get in there, I'm doing my thing. And I, a lot of times I just want to get off, you know, I want to get as many as I can. And I know, and, and the, you know, the, the clitoral thing is my go-to, right. You know, and someone else can do it for me and I can do it for myself, whatever. I just get, I think I've probably gotten a little lazy about taking the time to, uh, to focus on the G spot, but I love that during oral, boy. Touch my G-spot when you're licking my clit. Woo! 
that is going to send me. Anyway, so that's my sexual bucket list for now. Like I said, I know it's a uh, subject to change. I can't wait to see how it, I can't wait to cross some stuff off this list and then see how it evolves. Cause it will be, you know, it's going to be evolving as I go throughout the year here. And this whole sexual road trip leads me to different places. I didn't even know I was going when I started. There you have it. If you have any questions or comments, email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Isn't that funny? My very first bucket list right there. And most of those things I'm proud to say I did scratch off, but not all of them. <laughs> I guess I just, it was, it's been a lot. There's been a lot that I have done and a lot. I shouldn't get down on myself. I kind of get frustrated about that. But then I'm like, Jesus, look at, look at everything you've done. Look at all these episodes. Look at all those experiences. I don't think I have anything to be ashamed of. I just have to go easier on myself. But coming next Tuesday's episode, guys, will be my new bucket list for 2023. So I'm excited to announce that. I'm going to try not to give away too much. I'm going to try not to let any of it slip on this episode. But this next one was, this was just a recap of 220 days into my sexual road trip. And it was me just going through, um, I still had a lot of questions and, you know, it was interesting. I've been sort of slow to realize I'm not in the vanilla world anymore. (laughs) When I started all this, I really thought what was going to happen was I was going to have my non-vanilla experience and then come back, you know, just go wild, do this was going to be my little, my fun secret that I was documenting. And then I was going to close the door, close the lid on it. And that would be that. That was all I needed. Just this little experimentation. I'd go back to life as I knew it. And there we go. Well, obviously that did not happen, but it's just been this really strange thing. When I listened to this, episode here, it reminded me of the fact that like, I've noticed some of the partners I'm with lately, like they're vanilla and I'm not. And I, I think that's why some of the sex I've been having lately is just like, I'm struggling to stick a square peg into a round hole. I'm not, I didn't see it for what it was, right? Because basically most of my life I have been pretty vanilla. So as I'm doing this stuff, I'm realizing why now the vanilla guys aren't doing it for me. It's because they're vanilla and I need more than the vanilla. Like I can't go back to that. That's what I thought I was going to do. Now I'm sort of fucked (laughs) and not in a good way, right? Because whoever I'm with this part, you know, this, this new me or I don't know if it's a new me or rather just who I've always been, but didn't know that has to live and breathe. That has to maintain itself. I mean, I can't go back like it doesn't exist. And it's really been kind of pointing out to me that sexual mismatches fucking suck. And if you're sexually mismatched with somebody and you think you're going to do it for your whole life, my God, I don't know. This this may be the time to have a big look in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself because truthfully, I cannot do it. 
I just realized that. I just realized that there's no going back to it. And I guess I needed that reminder. You know, I needed to have that. And also to show me that as I move forward, don't pick the vanilla guys. There's guys that say they like sex. Every guy just about damn near says he likes sex a lot. But what does that mean? (laughs) That could mean I'm happy to have sex 20 or 30 minutes and it's going to be no frills, get naked, get turned on. And everybody, it's one for one. Everyone gets an orgasm. We go all about our day. Wasn't that great? And for some people, just that is, that's enough. You know, like that's okay. I cannot do that. I need passionate, hot, steamy, animalistic, primal, like God, you're that cock feels like the best thing that's ever been inside me type of sex. Like I, that's what I have to have. And with a primary partner. Okay. So you can have people on the side that, you know, are very more casual, whatever. but with the person I'm going to spend my life with, that's going to be my primary partner. Absolutely. The sex has to be spot on. If you start with it, not fucking crazy phenomenal, and it's going to come down from there because it will for a lot of reasons. Holy shit. <laughs> you are fucked. I am going to not put myself in that pickle. Let me tell you. So anyway, here, give this a listen. This is, I'm just going to do, I'm only going to do a little segment of this. And I just feel like, uh, I'll put a link. What I'm going to do guys is I'll put a link in the show notes for the full episodes for all of these. So you can actually listen to, listen to them. So this episode is my sexual road trip day 220 recap. Kind of goofy little thing is, you know, I realized my fucking sex toys are like ancient. I have to do a complete overhaul. And, you know, I finally like pulled open that drawer in the closet and like looking through everything going, this is crazy. I mean, I still have lube from probably 10 years ago. Yeah, at least. And I think that's probably the last time I bought toys, refreshed the toys. So I've, you know, got these same old bullets and these same old dildos and, you know, whatever else I've got in there. And they're just like a lot of a the wires have gotten kinked. I mean, it's just a big, it's a big graveyard of sex toys in there and they're all just mangled. And I'm like, okay, time to refresh this. And a lot of, of course now everything's sort of like, there's no more cords with a little, seems like there's no more, uh, the stuff I'm looking at online right now, there's no cords anymore, which is fabulous because that shit, that those just get kinked and get ruined. And, you know, that what's the point in that anyway? And then it's just, you know, and a lot of the stuff is more quiet now too, because the bullet that I have, it buzzes and I'd like it to be quiet. And apparently there's ones that are more quiet now. So I'm going to reinvest in some more, you know, like I tell the ladies, I'm like on them about their lingerie, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm outing myself on my ratty old sex toys 
I'm kidding. It's like, it's the equivalent of granny panties. I got to get rid of this. This is shameful. So I'm, I'm going to be um, updating all that stuff, which will be exciting. That means I'm going to be probably locked in my bedroom for a couple of days, just masturbating the hell out of myself, <laughs> test driving everything. Cause you don't want to show up, but you don't want to like pop, you don't want to bust one of those suckers out untested, you know, and try to use it in an actual sex act with somebody because it could be good or not. And then, you know, and then you're, then you're fucked. So anyway, that's it on the sex toy. So that's, that's like, those are all the things kind of going on with my, my, as related to my vagina. Let's see. The next thing I still, that's still kind of weighing on my mind here. And as I'm going along and kind of finding more new things that I like, things that are turning me on, there's more doors opening. I mentioned, you know, like that, that rape fantasy. And, you know, certainly I would love to just act that out. And it's more about, you know, obviously it's more about like, that's why I like bigger, taller guys. I mean, I like a stronger guy, you know, that kind of turns me on in general anyway. And, and, you know, naturally, if you take that a few steps farther, you know, somebody kind of manhandling you or sort of for, I don't want to say forcing you, but, you know, I guess that's what would be happening in the actual role-playing of that scenario. You know, that's kind of sexy. That's to me, that's hot. And so, you know, there's that. And then there's the, you know, the, the spanking and the being tied up, which is new to me, but, you know, really interesting. And again, none of these things are, I would say, changing my life. Like I haven't found something where it's like, okay, that's my new thing. Like I can only get off if I do that. I'm just finding that I'm liking all of it. It's all a big fucking turn on. It gets me hot. It gets me wet. I want to do it. You know, I want to do it and enjoy it. and the more I uncover that I enjoy, the more I'm, you know, that's new, the more I'm like, fuck. I mean, like, am am I just really, am I opening Pandora's box? What, again, I have, I'm not any closer to understanding or answering who the fuck I'm going to be at the end of this. And the truth is it makes me a little nervous because I do have, you know, a couple vanilla relationships. I don't know that I don't know that I can live the rest of my life after this, after this is all over. I don't know that I can live or be in that type of a dynamic. I'm going to need somebody who's open-minded or, you know, if it is a vanilla relationship, someone that's going to let me go outside of the relationship to just when I'm having these urges or, you know, little fantasies and I need to kind of fulfill that to get that done. So what I have been sort of uncovering is, or that I'm becoming more clear on is, I think it's, and I don't know that this is the truth yet, but it appears to me that having one person fulfill that role is going to be hard because I still do like the, I'm still okay with vanilla. I, there's a new guy and I've got to get him up there. I've like, I've started to type out his blog post several times and I've kind of worked on it and worked on it and it's been, it's been a few weeks and I just need to get it up there, but I'm calling him BE, which is short for the boyfriend experience. And what was interesting is when I, when I went and met with him, first of all, unbelievable. Like the first time I had dinner with him, I was just like, this is an amazing man an incredible human being. And then 
the second time we got together, went out and, you know, had sex. It's just, you know what? It was, it truly is the boyfriend experience. Being with him is, it's, you know, it's, you're with a gentleman. It's someone who's opening doors and he's of just a few years older than me. You know, somebody that I can totally relate to. We have, he has an interesting backstory, very interesting backstory. And he's fucking hot and sexy as hell. And I left that encounter going, I've forgotten about this. I have, nobody's checked that box. You know, I've got, you know, this guy who checks that box and this guy who checks that box and this guy who checks, nobody's checked off the, that dynamic that you have when you're in a relationship with somebody, the boyfriend experience, that feeling that just, you know, that comfort level, that familiar scenario that, you know, when you find somebody that's truly interesting that you're like, yeah, I mean, I could, I would not, I could spend days with this guy, like not, and not be like, Oh God. Okay. that I gotta go now. Now. I mean, you know, he's just, I find him very, very interesting and I like spending time with him. So as well as having that, you know, sexual attraction, so it's it's very fun and it's new and we'll see where it goes. You know, hopefully we're I hope we get together later on this week, but we'll see how that evolves, but it's kind of interesting. So on that note, you know, I was really like looking at, okay, if I had to sort of label everybody, you know, like what their sort of type is, if you got the BDSM guy, if you got the boyfriend experience guy, you know, if you got the the swinger guy, you know, just like all these different personality types and all of that coming together is very satisfactory. Now, what if one of those guys was gone? You know, if you look at it sort of like a, a you know, a quadrant, you know, make like, like a quadrant there on, you know, imagine that in your mind, like boom, 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 boom. You have four quadrants and everybody's filling those spaces. And then if somebody's out of that, then it gets a little lopsided. And so I'm just like, this is what I'm sort of starting to figure out. It's like, I need somebody that sort of fills all these boxes. I mean, obviously you can live without them for sure. But after this, am I going to want to? Like, where will I land on all of this? So this is still my big burning question. This is just, these are just the stupid, weird, crazy thoughts that go through my mind. And I'm wondering, like I said, I sometimes I wonder like, have I really just done myself a big disservice by doing, you know, having this, this year and these goals, because certainly this, for me at this point, this is not sustainable over the long haul. Like I cannot be doing this, putting this much energy into, you know, meeting people, having sex, getting laid, blah, blah, blah. It's too much work. All right, guys, what'd you think? Well, Hey, listen, if you have, (laughs) if you took took away anything from that, definitely update your sex toys guys. Do not, you if, if you are embarrassed when you open these up, like dust is coming out of your sex toy drawer or this stuff was made in the eighties or I don't even know what did they have them in the seventies? I'm sure they did. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, if you have some outdated, tired old sex toys, do yourself a favor. Don't go into 2023 20, like that. Get yourself at least two new sex toys. Try something different or even maybe an updated version. If you're going to get two, try one thing different and then maybe you can do one that's an updated version of 
something that you already have a good standard. But I, if you want to be brave and adventurous, just totally get two new things you've never tried and venture out. But slowly over time, you definitely need to make sure you're keeping your sex toys current and no 10-year-old lube. Like that is disgraceful. I can't believe I even admitted that. But yeah, no 10-year-old lube either. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to the last one. The last one for this episode. This is episode number 15 of year one. Can I be submissive? Boy, when I listened to this, it reminded me of how hard this was. And so I just letting go and changing your sexual patterns, the things that you've been stuck with for so long and thinking that I had to, I love control. You know, I mean, I like to be, uh, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm still that type A. I'd love to be in control. I just realized I don't want it in my relationship with a man. And that doesn't mean I'm a pushover. Far from it. It just means I like traditional male, female gender roles. I like the man to do certain things and I like the woman to do certain things. And that to me is hot and sexy and it's a turn on. But what's happening here in this episode and and I now that I you know listen to it again from with this much time in between I'm just I'm seeing myself really being afraid to sort of let go trust someone that much and you know let him lead me and when I first started doing the BDSM stuff in the very, very beginning, yeah, it was a role play for me because I'd never experienced it. And I was just still sort of trying to have a, some control as opposed to being totally led and letting my guard down and letting go. And I was just hanging on to that, like it's with the edge of my fingernail. So I was toe dipping, you know, and I try something new and I'd let go a little more and I'd let go a little more and I'd let go just a little more, but I was still, you know, I hadn't just said, fuck it and fully just let go so that I could have that true and real experience of submission to someone else in a sexual capacity. And That is some huge ass shit right there. It That shit is deep. Uh, I just struggled with that and struggled with that. And it's funny because, you know, now it's like so natural. It took a lot of work, but it feels amazing. And I bump against it from time to time as I move forward. I get reminders of, you know, after I haven't, done that for a while. Like this is hard to do. It is hard to totally just let go with someone sexually, even to the point where you're giving up control of your orgasms, you know, like you're letting them be the one that controls all of that. So for me to do this in a sexual capacity, when I'm my most vulnerable and give all that up, it's pretty fucking amazing for me. Like to, I mean, I, I know I've accomplished something like I know I can, if I can do that, I can do a lot (laughs) basically. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's just, it's just not a role play. And when I stopped role playing it, it was 
a whole lot changed and I just love it. So I love listening to me as I'm starting here and, and I'm going through the process. It's very fascinating. And, you know, anybody that wants to push the boundaries of their sexuality and try new things, you're going to know you're really doing that if you bump up against some fear or some anxiety or, you know, you're having kind of a little bit of a physical reaction. I mean, you're really asking a lot of yourself, but if you can do it when you're pushing yourself in one direction, that's kind of extreme when you're really pushing in that direction, it really is worth it. Even if you decide, Oh, it's this overall is not worth it for me. You'll find other aspects of your sexuality that you'll be able to apply that same, I guess, strength and determination to, and it'll, it'll be great. It'll come out. It will lead you in the right direction sexually, I guess is my long witted way of saying that. But here is number 15. Again, I'm just going to give you, um, just going to give you the part, the part of it where, you know, I'm really finding it hard, a little scary, you know, to let go. All right, here it is. This is episode number 15. Can I be submissive? That gets into a real, for me, a real gray zone. And, you know, when I'm in the unfamiliar territory, and that is extremely unfamiliar territory, that's when the wheels come off the bus, you know? And in my normal life, like, that cannot happen. I have to be in control. And so just trying to get there has been extremely shockingly difficult. Like I can't, I don't know why I'm I'm struggling with it so badly, but I am. Now I'm going to keep pushing. I'm not giving up, but I thought, I mean, I just thought that that would be a piece of cake because I thought it would be fun and I thought it would be easy to do. And it's pushing up against something in me that's like, oh, fuck, no. And it's probably just ego-based. It's probably more ego-based than anything. And I had little glimpses of it in some of the stuff that we've done, you know, that Cowboy Ann and I have done. And then I would I would sort of partake in that power exchange. And I had a very good time. And I liked it a lot. I don't know why this feels like a bigger jump for me. I feel like there's more asked of me this time. Like I now, okay. All right. You've toe dip. Now you really have to do it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, a, you know, a, I'm baffled by it. And cowboy and keeps asking me where my boundaries are. And the truth, the truth is, I don't know. You know, I keep saying, I don't know. I think that's frustrating for him, but the, I, I don't fucking know because this is so unfamiliar. And I'm not really sure that he understands me well enough to know to get how unfamiliar this is for me. I mean, this is so not me. So not me. So, so, so not me. But I want it to be me. I I mean, I'm, I am drawn. There's a part of me, like I think the part, the part that's saying no, 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 and really putting up the biggest fight is the ego. And Maybe, you know, then there's a part of the real me that's just like, hey, you want this. You need to just let go and and go with it. And so it's really strange how, how conflicted I am about it and how that, how it's presenting itself, you know, in the moment where, you know, I'm pretty much doing everything I can to kind of 
fight against it. And again, not necessarily fit with that intention or, or approaching it that way. I can see it in retrospect now, you know, because we did have a, a pretty frank conversation and like, God, even just thinking about it right now, I swear to God, my heart's beating faster. It's like, it makes me so fucking nervous. <laughs> I need to take, I need some water. Hold on a second. I got my mouth is getting dry. Like I'm like, I have a, I've had, swear to God, I have a physical reaction to this. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's better. So I do, like, so I was trying to answer that question for myself. Like, can, can I be a submissive? Can I be submissive? I think the first time it sort of hit me square in the eyes was, I don't know if it was a week ago or whatever, you know, he said something like da, 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 you did this to your potential Dom. And I was like, I read it and I was like, what? Well, who the hell said, wait a minute, who signed up for that? And who said, who said this was on the table? And, you know, and then I was just like, well, that's really what you've been doing, but not, you've been doing, but not doing. And so, you know, I, I need to either, you know, switch gears and say, Hey, that's not for me or put up or shut up (laughs) because right now I'm just kind of like, like going in a big circle, you know, like a dog chasing its tail. And I hope I can get there. I'm going to really, really, really try. I mean, I swear my mom has some fucking anti-anxiety medicine. Maybe I'll take that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But that might help me at least just take the edge off. I do not know what. Yeah. It's, it's blowing me away. It's blowing me away. I've never felt anything like I've never, I've never felt so challenged internally. You know, I mean, I, I can handle, I can handle, I solve some big fucking problems. That is what I do. I mean, I just, that's what I, that's what I really, you know, I don't like the, the actual business that I do. It's really more problem solving than anything. Nothing rattles my cage. I mean, no thing. And this, you know, then there's something like this where someone's like, okay, now it's time for you to be submissive. And I'm like, uh, you know, you've like, it's, it's almost like he's saying it's time for you to cut off your right arm. Here's the machete, do it. You know? And I'm like, paralyzed, paralyzed. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was just a fun little trip down memory lane for me. Part of year one there. And guys, I always say this show is meant to be listened to from the very beginning because it is this interesting, funny progression. I mean, like I did an episode on why I don't like 69. Well, it turns out now I kind of (laughs) do. And back then I was dead set on the fact that I did not like 69. And basically I just, I didn't want, I felt like I, I guess I couldn't multitask, you know, that I wouldn't be doing a good job if I was trying to multitask. And now I know that I can multitask quite well, but it's, 69 isn't about just being fully focused on one aspect of the sex act. It's you can be just as stimulated. You're not as stimulated, but because you're focused on doing something else while something pleasurable is being done to you, but you still get a lot out of it. I was still in that sort of black and white mindset. Like it's either this or it's that there's no gray zone, but I've since gotten over that. So how many of you guys have made a list 
for your sex life? What are your goals next year? Are you working on that? Or does your New Year's resolution list just have the typical, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to make more money, get a new job, save more money, the sort of classic things that we say. I hope And I would like to challenge all of you or at least plant the seed or have you be open to making your sex life part of the areas of your life that you examine and look at and want to do better at and that that you understand that those should be growing and changing and evolving. And if you haven't put any effort into it to learn something new or try a new toy or be in a different circumstance with your partner or or change your dynamic some way, shape or form that you're stagnating. (laughs) Your sex life is stagnating and it's not supposed to guys. It's our sexuality is one of the biggest components of who we are as human beings. It drives us to do things that we're just even subconsciously not really even, you know, we're not aware of all the levels that our sexuality affects us. And yet it is such a big component, but we don't focus on it. We don't give it its due. We don't pay it its props. It's just like, no, I got to make more money this year. And that's that. Well, you can make more money and you can have a more fun sex life all at the same time. So I'm hoping some of you guys get inspired by this episode. You can see that some things change and some things stay the same, but a lot has changed for me. And that's, that is amazing. And it's just, it's all because my sexuality is such a huge part of what I focus on. And it brings in so much good to my life all the way around. And that's what I want for you guys. So I'm hoping this year, if you haven't thought about adding like a sexual goal to your list, please do. If you're not sure what type of goals to add to make a sex goal list or sex bucket list, as I like to call it, I can help you with that. You can just go to thecuriouscoldiaries.com and take my sex bucket list tutorial. It's free, guys. Jump in there. Get your list. Have a fun 2023. And if you're not sure, you can always leave me a voicemail. I would love it if you guys would fill up my voicemails full of either your questions about what you should put on your list or what is on your list. Cause I would definitely love to know that. I, I'd love to know what's on your sex bucket list guys. Just leave me a voicemail. CuriousGirlDiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right hand side. You got five minutes. Go for it. I get back to everybody personally and I would love, love a big response on this one. All right, guys. Well, happy New Year's Eve. Thank you again for such another great year. I'm so looking forward to what's coming for 2023 for the Curious Girl Diaries. Lots of fun stuff. I cannot give it all away, but it's going to be hot, 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 hot and steamy. All right. And listen to next Tuesday's episode, which is my new sex bucket list for 2023. All right, guys, everyone, happy New Year's Eve. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. 
And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 